What's up, everybody? This is Doc Joe Brown, real name, no gimmicks. And this is Pro Wrestling Talk for the Pistons fan. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Pro Pistons. That's P-R-O-P-I-S-T-O-N-S. Out on us. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm chilling with my man, Brew, my favorite person to argue with on Twitter, my Spartan friend. Are you still at Spartans Wire? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Brew from Spartans Wire. This is a hypothetical episode. You're listening to Pro Wrestling Talk for the Pistons fan. Of course, be sure to check our bio, join our Discord so you can reserve those tickets. We're the only Pistons podcast, I believe, with a season ticket package that we actually give back to the listeners. I want to give a huge shout out to Breach. He's been a listener since day one. And Chubbs, who helps us out with the Twitter account. They're like, yo, man, you got to post more episodes. And they were sincere with it. They DM me on it. Like, you got a good show. You just got to post more episodes. So I was like, you know what? I got to commit to that. I know I got a lot of excuses, but excuses are like buts. Everybody's got one. If for some crazy reason, AEW and WWE were to ever do a joint event, what would the main event be? And then Brew replies, he ups it. He's like, let's do the whole card. So look, I wrote down some matches. I don't know, like, I had like four that I knew for sure, but I think the main event will shock you. I think the main event will really shock you, bro. And, and you're going to be like, oh, I should have known this coming from you. But how do you want to do this? Do you want? I, I think uh-huh. I know. I, I bet I can guess your main event off, off, off top. I don't, I don't think you can. Because I told my wife and she was like, what? And she was like, well, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> All right. Can I guess it? And if I'm right, then you tell no. me. But if I'm wrong, we'll go through the whole process. Okay. What do you have as the main event? Well, of course, Roman. Uh-huh. And Chris Jericho. No, absolutely not. Oh, man. I, I thought you liked Chris Jericho. Like that. I, look, I don't have, like, any real order, and I don't want to share my screen. I don't really have any more. I just thought, like, you know what? These would be some awesome matches, right? So yeah, I, yeah. And I'm like, they probably won't happen now while these people are in their primes because everybody's in long-term contracts. Injuries happen, blah, 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 blah. Wrestling is wrestling, right? Wrestling is the realest fake stuff on earth ever invented, right? So anyway... <laughs> First one I got is is Hit Row versus Keith Lee and Swerve. That was the first one. I was like, that's just like a natural. That's what actually yeah, made me think about that'd it. That'd be fun. Okay. So I got that's Dante good. Martin versus Carmelo Hayes. That'd be fire. I got Ricochet versus uh, the guy from uh, – I, I I put Dark Pinto, but that's not him. It's, it's the other, the luchador. That's his tag. Oh, Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. I was like, can't think of his name. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> That'd be awesome, too. Yeah, Ricochet versus Ray Phoenix. Uh, I got New Day versus the Elite. This okay. one, this one, okay, you got to stick with me on this one, okay? You got you got it. This next one, you got to stick with me on. Okay. I got Cody versus Tony Khan with Chris Jericho in Tony Khan's corner. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> That's what I got. I got Cody because I was like, you want to see it, but I'm like, everybody knows Cody. But I was like, if if Jericho is in Tony Khan's corner, then it'd be extra hilarious, you know? <laughs> Tony Khan's wrestling? No, but that's the point. You know, it, it's kind of like when Stephanie McMahon used to be in matches and people were like, okay. all right. You know what I mean? It is she winds okay. up. In so it's, it's like it's like it's like Vince and Stone Cold. <laughs> exactly you're like i gotta see it because something's crazy good because i like it well if you put jericho in the corner with tony khan then people are going to be like oh man i gotta see this 
Okay. So, oh, that's interesting. So I was stuck on this one because uh, Dark Penta, he's the only person that got left out. Like, I didn't know if I want him going against Finn Balor. And I didn't know if Finn Balor had fought him before, like on the independence. I couldn't find a match. Have they fought before? I think so. Yeah, Not not to my knowledge. Because Pentagon was an impact for for a long time. Yeah, I kept putting them together. But then I was like, maybe they fought before. So King, but I want him as King David or like, you know, the beast Finn Balor. You know, he got to be dark and he has to be dark Penta. Um, Demon. Yeah, the demon. The demon. That's what I thought. Um, But my main event, I know you're gonna laugh, but I think right now you're you're gonna be like, man, you yeah, you suck so bad for this. <laughs> I think that The Rock and Roman Reigns is the main event of any show. That's just what I think. I just think like it doesn't On matter. The AW, WWE card. Yeah, it still doesn't matter because I was like, you still want to see The Rock versus? <laughs> like I still want to like if this is gonna be the biggest event of the year ever. I'm like. I still want to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Like right now, I thought now, the whole idea was to make it AEW versus WWE. I know, I know that sucks, but I'm just like I don't think AEW right now has a wrestler that like I was. I kept putting CM Punk in there if he's in, you know what I mean. But I'm like, do I really want to see CM Punk versus Roman Reigns? Like I kept putting him in there, and I'm like, no, not as bad as I want to see The Rock versus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I know that I know that sucks, but I was like. If it happens, WWE will own the negotiations because they'd be like, oh, it's going to be on a network. It's not going to be pay-per-view. Um, that's just how I felt. But if if it has to be like that, if you're going to put me in a corner, then I guess it'd just be Roman Reigns versus um, CM Punk. But I'm just like, I think that's just such a bit. It's kind of like in the early 2000s. I think you weren't watching wrestling. And sorry, I'm looking at an email from my boss. Everybody wanted to see okay. The Rock and, and um, John Cena so bad. That it was just like, I just couldn't imagine them not fighting. And The Rock is 50 now. He's one year younger than Jericho, actually. Rock doesn't turn 50 until next year, man. But, yeah, those were the matches that I had. Did did, did we man. line up on any or did we did I miss it all? We had a couple that were close. But I, I got I to gotta say, I, I got I to gotta chime in that that was such a Doc Joe Brown main event for this card. I, I, I really should have guessed that. To, make, I know. To, to come up, come up with the idea for AEW versus WWE, and then just use it to to send a diss at AEW and say no, no. the wrestlers are over enough. <laughs> no, I said I was like, I guess you know what, it would be CM Punk if this was like a year and a half ago. That I, I guess that's how I feel. But now with everything that's happened, is like, I don't know. I think everybody hates this guy. Like, oh, I left this one off. I'm sorry, MJF in the Miz. Now I didn't like this match. Fun. I didn't like this match, but I sometimes the Miz can give you a banger when he really puts his, you know what I mean? When mm-hmm. he really puts it. Um, I had on here as a joke, LOL, with the Miz's new fiance in her corner. And then, of course, you know, the uh, I'm sorry, with the Miz's wife in his corner and uh, MJF's wife in his corner since MJF just got engaged. <laughs> I thought that would be kind of funny. But um, yeah, that, that was it. I don't know why. Oh, because I wrote show notes in the middle of it. But yeah, that was all I had. I couldn't find anywhere for uh, Orange Cassidy. I guess if we put dark, um, the ladies, I didn't even want to get into with that. Okay. I really didn't. I started off with Britt Baker versus Charlotte, but I'm like, man, Charlotte would wrestle yeah, it, circle. It, it, yeah, it, it's harder with the AEW women because they're not they're not really there yet. I, I, I felt that too. Um, I, should I just jump into my card and kind of walk through it? Let me just say one more thing about. Oh yeah, women. sorry. Let me say this. Yeah. 
Sorry. I, from a personality, like like a, a promo sake, like yeah, you know what I mean? Like I like yeah, like yeah, I would love to see Sasha Banks in um Jaden. Yeah, like, but realistically, like, come on. <laughs> like, I would love to see the hype to it and stuff like that. But and I would I think Britt Baker's great on the mic. Like, I would love to see her in Charlotte, but like realistically, no, I don't want to see that. But anyway, go ahead, sir. Okay, so I, I mean, I I booked the full card, so we'll, we'll kind of try to breeze through these. I won't spend too much time on any of them, but opening oh, okay, match. Tony Khan. Okay, five hours. <laughs> well, I thought of this like a WrestleMania, like a two night, like huge event. Uh-huh. So, um, first first, car- first match in the card, Orange Cassidy. I thought it'd be really fun with him against Sami Zayn. Because Sami Zayn did so good with like Knoxville and stuff, I think oh, I'd really like to see that match. That's a good one. Why did I, I think like, that? people would get up for that? Um, that's a great one. I would too, man. Like, I mean, Sami Zayn's so hot. I feel I feel like they're both two of the most popular people in both the companies right now, but they're both a little goofy. So I think it'd work out really well. Yeah, um, that's a good one. I don't know why I didn't think that. I don't. I have no idea why I didn't think that. Uh, second one, I got a battle of the Rays. So Ray Mysterio versus Ray Phoenix. I think that would be uh, really great to see. I think you know, a lot of people say Ray Phoenix is like the new Ray Mysterio of this generation. Um, I, I do have a woman, a couple, couple women's matches. Oh, go ahead. Ray Mysterio was he at All In? Yeah, he was. He he was in the last match with the. Uh, There's a, a trios match with the. Yeah, Young Bucks, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is a women's match. I'm a huge Jamie Hader fan for multiple reasons, but I think I think she wrestles like a really good Japanese style. So I'd love to see her fight Asuka. Oh, um, I'm I'm still a huge Asuka fan too. I love Asuka. And she's 41. Yeah, she still is awesome to me, and I, I think that they'd have a really hard hitting women's badge. It'd be really fun. Um, yeah, we I want a little bit. Ever. I love Asuka. Sorry, I really do. Yeah, yeah, she's one Sorry. of my favorites ever in the women's division. I I really love her. And she's like um, MJF because, you know, people don't know a lot about her personally. Did you know that? Yeah, she seems pretty private. Yeah, like online, there's like like nothing. Like she's true to the character. I love people like that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, you're you're good. This is that's, that's what we're here for. Talk about it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we're getting hyped about it. First few matches. Uh, so I've got another swerve in your glory match. I like what I like what you did with Hit Row because the Swerve connection, but I had them against the New Day, just because I I'd really love to see that action with Keith Lee, you know, him and it, in this hypothetical situation, get Big E back in there for the tag match and have them do the yeah. big big dude slapping meat, oh. and then Kofi and Swerve doing all the crazy spots. I think it would be really fun. Um, Don't ever say that again on this show. Or you're uninvited. <laughs> say that again. Pause. Pause. Right. <laughs> Um, the next one, so this was actually a match that was rumored to be the main event of WrestleMania a couple of years ago, but they went with Drew instead, but I, I still really want to see Malachi Black and Brock. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they, they said that they almost put the title on, on Aleister Black and had him beat Brock, but they went with Drew instead. I, I wanted that to happen so bad in the moments. I, I loved Aleister in WWE, so I still really want to see that. Have you ever, did you ever see him live in WWE? Uh, Alistair? Yeah. Yeah, I saw him at NXT TakeOver LA. It was amazing. Did, how did it look? Like, I only saw, I only want to see him live because how does it look when he comes up? Like, how does that look in a live setting? 
Well, it, it looked awesome in NXT. My, my issue when he went to the main roster was they added that creaking door sound in it, and it seemed so cheesy and fake. That's what I hated. Oh. It. They ruined his song with the, the creaking door up, but it looked really oh. cool. I never saw arena footage, so I was just like, I wonder how this looks. Because, you know, on TV, it's, like, very tight, like, the shot. So I'm like, I don't know how that yeah. looks on TV. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Ran yeah, the, so that, the things I think about while I'm teaching at school. Okay. Yeah, so that, that, that's what dream match for me. Um, I got a WWE tag titles match between the Usos and FTR. Um, and then the AEW t- tag titles match between the Acclaimed and the Street Profits. Um, Hold on, claim then. Oh, I wanted a claim. I wanted Street Profits versus a uh, private party. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that's what I wanted. Too. But go ahead. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean the claims are so hot right now, and I, I'm a huge mark for Montez Ford, so I'll be huge for that. Uh, uh, women's title and the TBS title: Bianca Belair versus Jade Cargill. I mean, like you said, Jade's not the best in the ring, but it'd just be fun leading up to it. I know. U.S. title versus TNT, Wardlow versus Bobby Lashley, just two Jack guys wrestling. I think it would be a good time. And now oh, I'm kind of getting put into Wardlow the versus event. Brock. Sorry, I was going to put That'd Wardlow be good. versus Brock. Yeah, but then I was That'd like, man, too. Wardlow doesn't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've got an intercontinental match between Gunther and Pac. Wait, Pac. Oh, Gunther's the big. Gunther's, uh, that's not his name. Walter. His name? It used Walter. to be Walter, now it's Gunther. <laughs> and then Pac is uh, Neville. Hold on. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I don't know where you got that one from, but okay. <laughs> I mean, just two two uh, European guys, just both two of my favorite workers. In the oh, range. yeah, I think yeah. I would, super I guess, entertaining. I guess I would do Pac versus Butch, maybe. But you're right. I That'd be good, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so getting into like the main event stuff, ROH title, Kevin Owens versus Jericho. Okay. Did Bring they, that back. They already fought, right? When they fought at like WrestleMania a couple of years. They fought yeah. at WrestleMania, but I thought it'd be good for the ROH title because now Jericho has it, but Kevin Owens used to oh, be yeah. big in ROH. I still like Jericho and Tony Khan's corner versus uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's a main event in any card in the country. <laughs> Um, so for the AEW title, I've got Moxley versus Rollins. Uh, wait, so I was going to do that one. I really was, but I'm kind of turning into a Moxley hater, right? <laughs> I, and no, I'm just being honest. You, like, I'm, you, that doesn't sound like you. I'm just like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I really like CM Punk. I, I think I told you, I thought they should have gave CM Punk the title right away. It's like, so did you go to WrestleMania when it was here? When it was in no. Detroit? All right, so it was like, we got John Cena versus Shawn Michaels. It wasn't a great match, but I understand why they did it. It was like their first time. It was like a necessary evil, but I felt like they had just had styles that didn't mesh and stuff like but that. But they, so, they have that one Raw match that was super good. Yeah, somebody like posted it more. Yeah, online the other day. But, yeah, I guess it's a necessary evil. I was just like, I don't really want to see it. I was I was trying to think about somebody to put Seth against. I thought I was going to put Seth against Orange Cassidy. That's what I was going to do. And I was like, uh, you know, just Seth laughing in his face all the time. You know, <laughs> well, the, the big the big one, he's, he's not technically AEW, but him and Will Ospreay had all that Twitter beef last year. Yeah. And that, that would be a big match, but he's not an AEW, so I couldn't do that. I thought, you know, with the Shield connection, it would make sense. I, I think it would be No, it does. Match. 
It does, but I don't care. I'm I'm being a hater, dog. I don't care. I'm like, I don't like my I just don't like Moxley anymore. I don't know. Like I loved him when he first got there. And then this is like in my opinion, kind of like a co-main event. It'd be Cody versus MJF. I think that that'd be a great to run that back just with right everything back. that's gone down. Yeah. I think that would be a great rematch with the with the WWE version of Cody versus MJF. That second to last match, this is a huge dream match that for like anyone who's a wrestling fan, but Undertaker versus Sting, even though they're old. Yes. I was thinking cinematic. Yeah. Oh, that, that, I would love it if they just made it a cinematic match yes. right before the main event. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, that would be all. I, I'm still sad that I was always hoping at the end of the Boneyard match that Sting would be up on the house or something watching down no. And they get him involved, but they didn't do it. So it's kind of sad. I, I don't know why, like, WWE, you know, they dropped the ball on Hogan versus Flair, too. You remember they didn't have Flair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up. Hey, can you hear me, bro? Yeah, I got you now. All right. So I'm on my phone. So now it's going to sound like I'm in jail on the recording. But but what I was going to say was, I don't know why the WWE has a history of dropping the ball on big matches like that. Like, in the 90s, when Flair came over because he was really pissed and won the Royal Rumble, they never gave, like, Hogan versus Flair. They just come up with like a million reasons why not. I thought the obvious choice was to give a Sting versus Undertaker like 10 years ago when Sting had his run, but they come up with like a million reasons why not. And then Sting got injured. So I have, I have no idea why not, but um, they're billionaires and I'm just like barely getting by. So whatever. I mean, it always seems like they just don't like to, uh, they didn't, they don't, they didn't like to give a lot of credit to the WCW people. They wanted to always treat them like they're lesser. And that Sting yeah. Triple H match was so heartbreaking at WrestleMania. It still makes me sick that they they had him uh, beat Sting with the hammer and stuff. But yeah. all right, so I've got my main event, and I don't. I wonder if you could guess what it is because this is one that the internet's talked about for like six years. But do you well, have a guess of what it might be? Well, you haven't said Roman Reigns yet. But you're wait, you said Jericho and Jericho was going in because I was typing everything that you said because I was going to put it in the description. Yeah, it's all right. Jericho was going in. Yeah, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns. No, so I, I've got Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. Oh, no. Who, I mean, wait, who do you who do you have the uh, the um, the um, the elite, the with minus with without what's the, what's the two brothers, man, Nick and uh Matt. Who do you have Nick, them Nick, going against? I, I don't I don't have them on the card. I probably should have, but I wanted to have the acclaimed in there just because they, they've been so fun lately. Oh. Um, what? but uh, okay. I, mean, I, I think I I think it's I think it's because recency. Kenny Omega's been out for a while and he, he's not as hot right now. But for a long time, people have been talking about getting that match because Roman Reigns is like the ultimate WWE sports entertainer. And you got Kenny Omega, who's like the epitome of like Japanese wrestling and yeah. you know indie circuit wrestling and AEW wrestling. I think it. I think people would still have a really good time with that. I'm still hoping that you Kenny know Omega what? goes to WWE and we get it at WrestleMania. You know what I want? I, I would be down with that. I would be down. Remember, he was doing the belt collector thing. I want mm-hmm. like for all the titles though. Like Kenny, give Kenny Omega back all the ROH. Give him back. The Impact title, the Triple and then, uh, Roman with the SmackDown, like literally every single title on the line. <laughs> Everyone in the world, that'd be awesome. Yeah, like I'm yeah, still a huge fan. I'm I'm really hoping that he goes to WWE and we, we get that match because I, I still really want to see that personally. So yeah, that's my card. But anyway, man, what 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 are you promoting? Anything? What should we be looking at on Smartens Wire? 
you know, I'm gearing up for basketball season, so look out for that. And yeah, just follow me on Twitter. I am Brewster. That's that's all I got. What What about um? What quick? Uh, quick, quick, just real, real, real quick. What's up with um Mel Mel Tucker, man? Is it just just a bad game, or is it gonna be a bad season? No. So there's a couple things. One, they're, they're missing some of their best players on defense, and that's really okay. hurting them. Uh, Darius Snow and Xavier Henderson were like really important to the way that they play their defense and they're both out for the year or it looks like they're both out for the year the other thing is the third year when you have a new coach in is usually the hardest year because now it's all the guys that D'Antonio recruited in his last year on his way out that are your starters and D'Antonio was really burning out at the end and, and that's a really bad recruiting class that he has to work with so I'm not expecting much for this year. I think if they didn't have so many injuries, they might have been able to, to pull something out. But now it's, it's going to be tough. But I think that they still might bounce back and at least get close to 500 or maybe like a 7-5 and five season. All right. All right. So I'll see you at the Motor City Bowl then. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at the uh, Michigan State versus Ball State down in Fort Field. And <laughs> – Yep. It'll give me something that, to do over the holiday. That, that's the uh, that's the resistible force versus the movable object. Right, man. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about basketball? What, like, take the fandom out. Are we looking at a, a consistently top 10 team or is it going to be a rough one? It, that one's tough because I would say this is not the most talented team right now. But if Hogard takes the leap that some people are saying that he can take, Malik Hall, you know, slides into the three. I think that that might be good. I don't know. Izzo sometimes seems like he does better with teams that are less stacked with talent because it just seems to work into how he does things better. So you never know with Izzo. He yeah, might he, be able to pull something out. I'm not expecting a top 10 team, but, you know, it's hard to tell sometimes at college sports. He's a local Larry Brown, man. He does better with nothing. Yep. Yeah, yeah kind of. I think that's true sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you, always, you always want more talent, but – yeah, man. Well, I appreciate, man, you coming on, always jumping in the Discord. I appreciate that, man. When next time, I'm, I, I don't know. I might be couch surfing at your place in um, California for WrestleMania. <laughs> All right. You're welcome, man. I live close to the stadium. Hey, man. Have a good one. I got to go get my daughter. All right, man. Have a good weekend. Take care. This is Brian Shook, a.k.a. Brother Brian, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Talk for the Pistons fan. You can keep all your high-flying top rope stuff, give me an elbow drop from the middle turnbuckle all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Excellence of execution. All right, so welcome to part two of our hypothetical episode. I got my man Steve Burkay. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, Burkay Worldwide is the handle at Twitter. I'm from Albuquerque originally. Um, We call ourselves Burkay, so... All right, all right. And then um, do you have something to plug right now? Do you got an article out there? No, it's coming up. I'm doing a Piston-specific top 20, um, 2023 NBA draft prospects. Spoiler alert, they're pretty much mostly wings um, because I think that's the biggest need for the team. Uh, And like the freshmen, they're all the 18-year-old dudes first year and coming in the draft, with the exceptions of the Thompson twins who are, I think are like technically 20, if I remember correctly, that should be dropping soon. It'll be three to four parts, uh, 16 to 20 should be dropping pretty soon. What, what's the website? Oh, DetroitBadBoys.com. My bad. DetroitBadBoys.com. Yeah. And then, oh, oh, go ahead. No, I'll be working with Woodward Pistons more too. Like I'm on their table talks normally every Thursday night. 
at around 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. here in Arizona. Um, yeah. That'll change because we don't have daylight savings time, so I always have to like think <laughs> about the time change. But yeah, I'm always on those table talks. So, and then I just was on um, from Half Court, which is uh, Sean Murphy, uh, another guy with um, Woodward Sports. Looked that up. We talked about the draft. Uh, Bronny James, his name came up. Victor Wemanyama. I forced Scoot Henderson in there. And then we talk about um, what I think is the Pistons' biggest need, which again was athletic wing. So is is Bronny James? Is he is he projected to get drafted? Most have him like in the thirties, forties. I like him a lot because I watched okay. a lot of Amari, Amari Bailey tape, who's like a lot of people have him ranked by like 15, 20 in there okay. in this draft. And I actually like Bronny more when I walked away from ah. the tape. Yeah, he's a good shooter, a good defender. He plays like a coach's son is the way. You would think he'd be like, you know, like reining it in and just mailing it in and doing whatever. But nah, he's focused. He's a good okay. teammate. He's a really good shooter. So. so so, this is an easy one. So first of all, let me plug our show. As you guys know, Pro Wrestling Talk for Pistons fan, the only Pistons podcast that talks about pro wrestling and Pistons at the same time. Be sure to follow our handle at Pro Pistons on Twitter. In there, you can get a link to the Discord, and we're the only Pistons podcast that has a full season ticket package, not for us, for you. So all of our listeners can sign up in our Discord. I think Chubb's already reserved the Lakers game, and he already reserved the uh, Golden State game. So you can go find him and hit him over the head for those games. But we still got Memphis left. We still got Brooklyn left. A lot of good teams left. I'll be posting the schedule, like, I don't want to say, probably monthly of who signed up. And yeah, rep the brand out there. And that lets you know that I'm not hoarding the t-shirt money either. So first half of the show you did already here with I Am Brew. We were talking about what if AEW and WWE did actually a joint venture show. This question I have for Steve, because I know he has a wealth of basketball knowledge. Nobody in the NBA is untradeable. What would it take to trade Kay Cunningham right now? I mean, it would take, first of all, I want to entertain this question. It hurts no, me inside. Nobody's untouchable, it, though, right? But yeah, nobody's no, you're right. Nobody's untouchable. I mean, it would have to be like, okay, whoever gets the number one pick this year, that would be a starting point because, you know, Wembenyama is the, the proud jewel that everybody's looking at this year. I mean, whatever people thought Chet was, Wembenyama is even more than that, more potential. Oh, wow, really? Like his, yeah, his passing is really good. He just uh, has debuted for Metropolitan's 92, which is his new team, which kind of was built specifically around him because he was at Asavel last year. Um, So he came there. I mean, he's been dropping dimes, getting boards. Uh, Rafael Barlow, if you follow him, um, he's the international prospect scout. He's made the comment that when he dunks, it looks like, you know, when you're a kid and you're dunking on the Nerf hoop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it does look like that. It's ridiculous. Seven foot five inches. Yeah. I he, mean, he, that would have to be, I think he, that would have to be. on the rim, just like start the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think something like that of like this can't miss prospect would have to be oh. the starting point. And then you would have to have, I don't know, at least one other good prospect plus at least four draft picks in my opinion that might be low that might be lowballing it too because look at what donovan mitchell just got i think he got four right that trade got four um what was the other one can i jump in right there yeah 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 this is what actually steve got the question going because i said man utah's sitting on a lot of picks right now that's what you said i was like 
Wow. So I I don't know if this is true. This is kslsport.sports.com. They say in total, the Jazz own 14 first round picks outright, 15, depending on where they finish in the standings between 24 and 26. With their with their pick, they owe the Oklahoma City Derek favors. If the pick doesn't convey by 2026, the debt is forgiven. So there is one guy in the league that I have a man crush on, right? That I think is is a paid uh uh status. And I and I think you're you know where I'm going. He plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. And it's um Ja Morant. And I was thinking, well, I think there's great players like Giannis. And then I think there's championship players, players that make their teams better. For some reason, they're always in a winning position, you know, things like that. I really think John Moran is a championship player. Now, I wouldn't do it straight up, but if we could get four of those first round picks off Utah somehow and get John Moran, then I would think, oh, let me think on that. <laughs> I would be like, oh, if, if, if somehow uh, Memphis called us and said, you know what, we got four Utahs because, you know, Utah is going to be booty, right? The next umpteen years. They'd be like, hey, we got Utah to give us four of their picks and we got John Morant. Then I would definitely, that wouldn't interest you? No, honestly, uh, we just what? talked about this last night on Woodward Pistons. I mean, my hot take is I think Kate is already better than Ja. I know that's like wild out there, but I think these smaller guards like Ja and Trey Young put like a, a ceiling on where you can get to. It's hard to be that small and go further in the playoffs. I mean, okay. I, I have a couple examples of like guys who get around it and they all have one thing in common. Kyle Lowry, Steph Curry, uh, Mario, those guys all won titles, right? Mm-hmm. The whole thing they have in all have in common is they are incredible defenders, like not just good. Okay. They are incredible point of attack defenders that, you know, filled in the gaps. They're all good shooters in their own right. Obviously, Steph's on another level, but that's something that gets tossed aside. Like John Morant, Trey Young, those two, until they can really lock in on defense, I believe that kind of limits their ceiling because you'll yeah. always have that guy that you can pick on, right? Small guy. And if you have a, a let's just carry this out to say like you can draft enough at six, seven or, or taller, and they can throw out a lineup of Cade, that six, seven guys, Sadiq, Beef Stew, a Jalen Duran. Like mm-hmm. who is John Moran going to guard in that lineup, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, you bring up a valid point. Trey, I would kind of stay away from. Trey is uh, 24. 24 and um I, I mean he's a great he's one of my top favorite players like when Atlanta comes I'm gonna go you know <laughs> like I'm gonna be like yeah, hey yeah. I gotta go to the game even if I don't take the family but Ja I was like man the guy is only 23 he just turned 23 by the way and the only thing that worries me about him he plays at such a fast pace like Derrick Rose and I'm like I hope he doesn't injure himself you know what I mean because yeah, yeah. the way that he plays is so reckless what about um if, no if i could circle back to the question yeah, though, i think the first one that comes to mind to me is oklahoma city because they own so many picks going out right i would honestly i would be like hey i need 10 of your picks and then start working down from there just because they have so many people have made this point that you can't pick all, all the picks they have there is no way that they can stay and have all of those picks because then they're going to end up having to send like half of them overseas or something just because they don't have enough roster space so it would yeah. be like, okay, I need Shea Gildas Alexander. I need you to win the lottery. Give me that number one pick. And then, like I said, start talking about 10 picks and then work down. Hopefully, you can get four or five within that. And even then, they have guys like Poku, 
uh, Kendrick Williams. I'm not a big Giddy oh. fan, but they have these other guys in there that you could you could throw in as well that have interesting potential along the way. So that yeah, it, it makes up for a Cade because Cade is such a unique player in my opinion. Um, that up, you need like four or five guys to make up for that. Four or five guys that have his kind of potential or at least close to it. So. So this is unique. You brought I brought up Utah. Utah has a lot of first round picks. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, that's a good one. But the Thunder have thirty eight picks, nineteen first and nineteen second round pick. I didn't even realize. Is that all still from the Carmelo years and stuff like that? That's from a bunch of different ones. Like he, uh, Sam Presti, there he's made so many moves. It's hard to even know like wow. <laughs> where. Yeah, and again, right. and it they, they kind of lose cool. leverage in this. It's like. Okay, you want him, then we need all your picks. And if they say no, then it's like, okay, we'll keep him. You know, like what can they what leverage do they have in this case? Because again, everybody knows they can't keep all those picks. Hey, check this out. I'm gonna share my screen. I, I didn't I didn't realize that Utah came to my can you see that? Yeah, yeah. Look at this. In 2025, they got the Clippers and the Rockets. They got the Sixers, they got the Heats, they got the Hawks, Boston, Memphis, and the Sixers. Like that's crazy. That'd be a good starting point too. Like, hey, I need that entire 2025 draft, right? To 2026, they got the Rockets, the Clippers in their own. Like, that's a lot of picks, man. And yeah. these are first and round the, picks. Yeah, the Clippers might just suck by then too. If uh, PG and Kawhi just like 2026, it's four why years from now, right? Oh. Yeah. There's the Paul George thing. I'm like, why do they have so many of the Clippers picks? I'm, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> PG. Uh, I don't know how they got in the heat in the Pacers picks. I know. Like I said, especially those second rounders, they've been like handed around a couple times. Who knows? <laughs> they got the Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Jay Michael. Oh, it says right here on the right. They still got the Rockets from the Russell Westbrook trade. That was a great move, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like I said, Gunn. I think conversation would start with Oklahoma City if, if like they wanted to. to is so, there, I mean, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma State, he went there. It'd be a nice story for him to go back to Oklahoma. I'm wow, sure. man. But in a nutshell, you would say Cade is untouchable. If there's any untouchable player in the league, it's Cade. Yeah, for sure. Especially, you know, I'm a, trying to think of the last couple drafts. Uh, yeah, just because, like I said, he, he can do so many things. I mean, he's already shown to put up. I mean, we've all seen the stats. Any Piston fans. That's on Instagram or Twitter. You saw all those like stat views, like um, Deuce and Woodward Sports and all them putting out these graphics. Carl Collins saying like, look, the only other people that average his post all-star numbers were Jordan and Luca and and these guys, right? Yeah. I mean, he's phenomenal. Um, Have you seen him live yet? No, I haven't seen him live. I need to go because they play the Suns. I'm in Arizona here in December it's like November 25th. I think it's Thanksgiving weekend, maybe that Saturday. Is it like still that. Talking Stick? Is that the arena? No, no, they changed it. I forget what it is because I went to a Mercury game over the summer and I forget what it is now. Okay. He's phenomenal. The angles that he play at are, I haven't seen since, man, like, well, the footwork, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm not trying to like have a man crush on him, but I'm just saying in person is just different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, he has an awkward angle to his game. Like, you know what I mean? Like most guys, you know, oh, okay, he's going to go straight down the middle. Oh, he's going to cross, go left, go right. He comes at these weird 37-degree angles that I don't think TV really captures. And I think yeah, that's yeah. why what? it's so hard to check. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think 
players are expecting him to shoot when he shoots and it's off the opposite foot and stuff like that. But it's natural for him. He's not just doing it just to do it. Yeah, I remember when I did the breakdown for him on DBB, um, my comp for him was Devin Booker on offense, Jason Tatum on defense. Because, again, Mm -hmm. he, like, does so many different things in the way that Booker attacks where he's like, I need to score first and then set up my teammates, which not a lot of guys understand how to do. And then not only that, of, and then, I mean, the the word, like, three-level score is kind of overused, but there are guys like KD, Booker, um, that do it differently just because like you said the angles they attack from different angles kd obviously has physical advantages but i think kate and booker both have this this um you know specific handle too like it's not fancy or or flashy but you watch it and you're just like nobody else really does that yeah if you're if you're playing even at a pro level you're like i'm not expecting He's not the fast guy yeah, or anything yeah. like that. It's just both sneaky, sneaky strong too. Of, of like, mm-hmm. you look at them and you're like, eh, whatever. And most NBA guys still do that, where they're like, eh, whatever. And then all you need, all of a sudden, they're going through you underneath you, getting getting to yeah, the line. Like, or he's he's a squealer, as my dad used to go. He'll squeal by you, you know. <laughs> so you don't know if he's strong or if he's just, you know, what I mean, he just goes up under your armpit, you know, and all, all these other things. He's just that phenomenal. So let me close this out because I did write these two questions for you. What about his uh, two peers? You know, you got the kid up in Toronto and then uh, I think it's Mobley down in Cleveland. Would you yeah, be Yeah, Mobley in Cleveland and then Scotty in, um, in Toronto. Scotty. Uh, Would you be interested in taking on either one of those for cake? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, but I do love both of those guys. Okay. If, if they had, if those teams had anything like Oklahoma City had, maybe. Um, okay, but yeah, no, I love Scotty too. Scotty was like kind of my guy in that draft class. He's such a unique player, like legitimate five position defender, uh, came out of the gates, able to score better than people thought. Um, but still like mm-hmm. he's both Mobley and, and Scotty lack the scoring yeah. maturity that, that Kate has already displayed and that can continue to get better. Like maybe in two to three seasons, Mobley and Scotty can, have half of Cade's scoring prowess, but you know why Cade's already just so far advanced. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate having you on, man. Uh, are you coming on because I know I said like a time, and then I was out at the cider mill and everything. But be sure to follow Steve. Everything that he's doing, it's at Burke. It's B U R Q U E W O R L D W I D E Burke worldwide he's all over the place he takes this way more serious than i do because i'm just out here going to games and drinking uh how's it going with the dissertation it's going man like i said it's like a marriage or a prison sentence depending on how you look at it right sometimes you love it sometimes like i'm just doing my time and want to get out yeah yeah how's the semester going with teaching and everything you know where it's good yeah no 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 it's all good yeah the students are all good um it's that time in the semester though where everybody hit the wall there's nothing but freshmen now so like there and hit it even harder so yeah yep yep i'm uh redesigning courses right now and it's weird because like this last week has been a protege of like what i signed up for but it's busy but then it's exciting when i retrospectively look back at it it's like so I had a speaking engagement at for an accrediting body uh, that accredits mm-hmm. the university. And then I had a meeting because I'm on a uh, another student's dissertation committee. 
gosh, I redesigned the course. So it's all the things that you want to do. And then when it happens, it's kind of surreal. Like, wow, this is, this, this is what I wanted my work week to look like. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> kind of hopping around and everything. So man, it has been really cool. Really blessed. Um, yeah, really blessed, man. Just trying to take advantage of meeting with all these associations and everything. So or yeah, man, same for oh, me, like I'm teaching, I'm teaching the indigenous, um, indigenous issues one-on-one section. So like Arizona recruits native students to come okay. in this one section for one-on-one and 102, um, taught by a native person. The content of the course is, you know, native indigenous issues. We try and they're trying to get this learning community reestablished because they had it here. They had the okay. kids um, come to the dorm, live together in the dorm, have this issue. They had one for some of the other like introductory classes. Just because, you know, like a lot of the native students recruiting straight off the reservation coming here, it's different. You know, it's, it's yeah. a whole new world. Um, so they're trying to help set them up with that. And it was part of why I wanted to work here. Like this was always my number one spot that I wanted to land at after. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Thank, thanks for being on, man. I appreciate it. you're blowing up. Yeah, anytime, man. It's always great to see you like uh, someone with their like everybody asks me, like, why do you do the business? I'm like, it's a creative outlet. Like you can't talk academia. 50 hours you know what i'm saying like, like you cannot do this stuff for 50 60 hours a week man like like you'll you'll go crazy but um don't forget our pro wrestling tea store www.prowrestlingtees.com slash pwtpf also remember our twitter handle at pro pistons and in there you can find out about the discord and all the crazy conversations that happen there and there and uh, yeah, man, that's all I got. Hopefully, Steve, are you ever coming to Michigan again? It's cold already up here, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I always try and make it back for Pistons game. We'll see how it is this this year. Um, but yeah, I always try to make it back. So, and I miss the big house too. So, look hopefully. me up, man, when you come. I like I say, I'm pretty much at uh, every game, and um, yeah, oh, no. yeah I'll, I'll be around, bumping around LCA, looking for a free drink or just something. I, <laughs> You know, or, or a lot of times, you know what, people see me and they're like, hey, do you host the wrestling show? Because um, my daughter, she can't sit there a whole game. So I just let her run up and down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, yeah.